Chapter Twenty Two of the Fir Tree Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Fir Tree Fairy Book by Clifton Johnson. Johnny Gloak. Johnny Gloak was a tailor by trade but he was a man of too much spirit to continue to be a tailor all his days in fact he was fonder of basking idly in the sun than of plying the needle and scissors as time went on he grew more and more discontented and the desire to follow some other path that would lead to honour and fame finally induced him to swear that he would do tailoring no longer from its resting-place on the wall of his workroom he took down a rusty old sword that had belonged to some of his ancestors and set out in search of adventures after travelling a long way he came to a country that was much troubled by two giants whom no one was bold enough to encounter or strong enough to overcome he soon learned that the king had offered a great reward and the hand of his daughter in marriage to the man who should rid his kingdom of this scourge johnny's ardour was roused to attempt the deed and he offered himself for the service the common haunt of the giants was a certain wood and johnny set out with his old sword to perform the task of vanquishing them when he reached the wood he lay down to think and contrive some plan of action by which he could gain an advantage over the giants for he knew he was far too weak to combat them unless circumstances favoured him while he was still thinking he saw them coming with the wagon to get wood for fuel and the sight of them sent the cold shivers down his spine they were so big and had such huge shaggy heads and tusk-like teeth johnny sought safety by hiding in a hollow tree presently he recovered sufficiently from his alarm to peep out and watch the two at work and as he watched them a method of getting the better of them occurred to him he picked up a pebble and threw it so it struck one of the giants a sharp blow on the forehead the giant smarting with the pain turned on his companion and in strong words blamed him for the blow the other angrily denied that he had thrown the pebble johnny kept quiet but as soon as the giants still grumbling at each other resumed work he let fly another pebble it hit the same giant who had been hit before and the fellow assailed his companion in fury and they belaboured each other till they were utterly tired out then they sat down on a log to breathe and rest themselves well said one of them all the king's army has not been able to get the better of us hitherto but i fancy that an old woman with a broom would be too much for us now if that is so shouted the former tailor springing bold as a lion from his hiding-place what do you say to being attacked by johnny gloak with his old rusty sword before they could recover from the astonishment occasioned by his words and sudden appearance he had run to where they were and in a twinkling he cut off their heads that done he went out of the wood and sought the king who as soon as he was satisfied that johnny had killed the giants 
gave him the princess in marriage for a time he lived in peace and happiness and as he did not tell by what method he had overcome the giants he was considered a man of great prowess and valour at length a rebellion broke out among the subjects of his father-in-law and such was johnny's reputation that he was promptly chosen as the proper person to quell the uprising his heart sank within him but he could not refuse and so lose his great name so he told the servants to fetch a horse for him to mount and they brought the fiercest steed that ever saw the sun and he set forth on his desperate task he was not accustomed to ride on horseback and he soon lost all control of the fiery creature he bestrode away it galloped at full speed in the direction of the rebel army in its wild career it passed under a gallows that stood by the wayside the gallows was old and frail and it had so rotten away at the base that it leaned over the road almost ready to fall johnny came into collision with it and it broke off and lodged squarely on the horse's neck on rushed the horse at furious speed carrying both johnny and the gallows towards the king's enemies when the rebels saw the horse with its strange burden dashing toward them they were seized with terror and cried one to another there comes johnny gluck who unaided killed two giants at the same time now he is going to assail us and is bringing a gallows on his horse's neck to hang us all then they scattered and fled in dismay and never stopped till they reached their homes thus was johnny gloke a second time victorious so when the old king died every one rejoiced to have johnny become the ruler of the kingdom and he reigned long and well End of chapter twenty two recording by phone